0: Everybody and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror in all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Adrienne, and this week we're not going to have like a This Week in Horror or like a general discussion, because, get out girl, we're going to go ahead and just jump straight into our get out discussion with our special guest. So we're going to continue Adrian's birthday bash. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Hey everybody so if you're enjoying the podcast so far definitely look into giving us a rating it would be really really beneficial we're open to ideas and feedback it really goes a long way so go ahead and look into giving us a rating again we're on apple spotify podbean and many more places but for now let's go ahead and get back to the show Alrighty, everybody. Well, welcome back to Slash Her. So we're diving into week two of My Birthday Bash. Uh, and actually, this episode this week is legitimately the day after my birthday. So I guess it's technically my birthday episode. So what better way to celebrate my birthday than to have Ree back on? Hi, Yes. Yay! Uh, happy birthday! Uh, thank you. <laughs> I
1: guess, you know from the perspective of time, whatever. It's your
2: birthday. <laughs>
0: it's week, whatever. Right, it's my birthday <laughs> month. I think birthdays are so silly, personally. I do, but, you know, I've been locked up for a month, and... Uh or not a month, a year. I've been in isolated like, you've only been
3: locked up for a month. <laughs> it's been a little
2: longer.
0: Y'all said, What the fuck have you been doing this? <laughs> Where have you been the last year? Super spreading and shit. No, I've been self isolated <laughs> for a year. So, you know, my Leo Rising was like, you know what? Let's give a um, month all dedicated to me on the podcast. Let's just do it. Um, but we have a big week this week. We have a huge movie that we're discussing. So I'm super excited.
3: Get Out is a 2017 horror film that follows the journey of Chris as he attempts to navigate the stress of meeting the family of his girlfriend, Rose. As the trip goes on, Chris soon begins to realize that things are not as they seem in this cookie-cutter home. Originally released on February 24th of 2017, the movie eased its way into mainstream acclaim and even saw the horror genre competing for Best Picture at the following year's Oscars. Beyond that, Jordan Peele has awarded the Oscar for Best Original Theme Play for his directorial debut. This made him the first African-American to do so.
0: Made on an estimated budget of about $4.5 million, the movie would gross about $33 million its opening weekend and then about $255 million worldwide. The film was shot in Alabama and has a runtime of about 104 minutes. Working alongside the amazing Jordan Peele is a cast that gives the movie its distinct identity. Daniel Kalula is Chris. Allison Williams is Rose. Catherine Keener is Missy. Bradley Whitford is Dean. And Little Rail Howery is Rod Williams, TSA. It literally autocorrected his name to Little Release. <laughs> Girl, I need a little release right now. Uh, but yeah, so get out. So I mean, crazy. This movie's, I mean, I mean, talk about a reset. Talk about just everything that this movie has done, just in general. I mean, thoughts overall, I guess, starting off. How do we love? Do we love get out? Clearly, one of my faves.
3: We love. We've been talking about this movie without talking about this movie probably since we started the podcast.
1: Yeah. You all have said that a lot. (laughs) We're going to get to get out and Jordan Peele. And you just can't. Not because he is really a cultural icon that quick
0: it's insane what this movie has done i mean there's so much to like dissect with this movie there's so much to look into in terms of just like easter eggs and just everything that this movie like throws at the screen and the fact that it's like legitimately his directorial debut is like insane like i'm sure he was obviously directing episodes and whatnot for keen peel already and he, of course, had a lot of hands in a lot of those sketches and stuff. And if you go and like watch Keen Peel sketches, so much horror influence in so many of those sketches. Uh, there's this one that is so hilarious to me, where they're like in church and like everybody is like, <laughs> Yeah, like Satan or something like that. Yeah, so funny. But there's so many, just that show was like just like there was nuggets of what Peel was capable of doing back those, uh back in those days. So just to see him grow into i mean fuck like literally like one of the best directors like out there right now is like so insane
3: i feel like a lot of people because he came from key and peel i feel like a lot of people weren't expecting get out to be as serious to be as on point on the nose to be about so much more than slap like knee slap humor
2: exactly
3: I
0: guess just to kinda let's <laughs> to kind of get it knocked out. I mean, like what do we think this movie has even done for like society and the horror genre, like all together, Re? I
1: mean just like the whole calling out people so directly, that's one thing in this movie that like you can't even say, like no like even the cops, like none of them are white. That was a whole intentional thing. It's not about color and that specific power dynamic—it's about the literal power that you have to ignore these people being kidnapped, like just of your will, and mm-hmm. just it's so much. He did so much.
0: I know.
2: And
1: it's just, just scary. Like to think about the real world. This is, and not necessarily this. It's like the opportunities that are just being snatched because white people want them, like pushing people out of every space just because they think they deserve it and he just articulates that in every aspect of that so blatantly like even the whole armitage story like b- getting beat by a black man <laughs> caused you to like kidnap people <laughs>
0: like like the racism runs deep sweetie
1: <laughs> yeah exactly very deep and it's just small things that like set off because everything that is not to their favor is an inconvenience because history has been a convenience and they don't want to recognize that so
0: it's terrifying and like leaving like i mean like you said i mean like just from a realistic standpoint i mean and even chris going into it i mean from the beginning it's just like it's already a scary situation to be in like just traveling to meet this woman's family and of course like the first thing that he's thinking of and like his of course, like his immediate like fears, like do they know that I'm black? Like that's first and foremost, like that's like a big deal, and she plays it off like no, like so nonchalant, but like just the terror of kind of going to the next level. Like you said, I mean, already systemically, there's already, I mean, there's already an issue with Black Americans even being able to have any type of footing or voice within this country, and to look into the like to the next step and like going to the point of these white people just taking their bodies as their vessels like just like the, it's like the next step of like what they're aiming to do it's terrifying so scary
1: <laughs> and it's just like the lack of work like they just don't want to do the work and that's what I didn't quite understand with in my perspective like people at least in this like perspective of artists Jim Hudson should know that like people's experiences is what creates their art and you putting your brain into somebody else's body is not going to give you their eye you know what i'm saying because whatever their art is comes from inside and you are now inside them that's it like you're not going to cultivate the same things you're not it's and it's evident from how the brainwashed black people act it's like they don't know they don't get the social cues they're not it's just a white person like you're just gonna be in somebody else's body
2: yeah.
3: He, like, wants to inhabit Chris's body for what he sees as, like, superior physical abilities, but it's obvious he doesn't grasp any of the specific challenges or complexities that come with actually being Black. And he doesn't realize the value of Chris as a, a conscious being, but literally only for those physical attributes.
1: And it's just, like, he could give him an opportunity as Chris, the artist that he knows and loves. Right. Who he has to take it for himself. and. That's where the white liberals thing is very like they're like, oh, you know, we love you as far as we can have you, <laughs> like, you know, as much as you can do for us. And it's literally scary. I was when I was looking at the oh. Um, the cast list, uh, Jim Hudson scarily looks like my, one of my friend's dad. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> weird. Like, <laughs> too real. It <laughs> <is> too
2: real. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, shit. Like,
0: yeah, but terrifying. I mean, just everything. It's just so terrifying. And just, um, I don't know. Because what I, I really wanted to talk about how much I hate this family and just (laughs) how much they annoy me. And like, every time I watch this movie, it just becomes increasingly like aggravating to me. Like everything about them is so annoying. They're just so evil. Rose, every single time I watch this movie, I just want to like, just, Murder her more and more, just like she's so like conniving and evil the entire time. Every little step is just so calculated. Uh, one thing that I kind of picked up on this movie as, or uh, on this viewing, that I'd never really paid attention. Which I think is brilliant with this movie is you can there's legitimately like you can catch something new every single time you watch it. Um, but like when her and Chris are heading to their parents or to her parents' home, and when the cop pulls them over and of course like there's the whole discourse where she's like oh why do you need his id Uh, yada 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 like of course like watching the movie you're like oh you know when you figure out that she's obviously manipulating him uh like you're like okay whatever she's just trying to like show that she's there supporting him and whatnot but like I don't know what clicked this time around but I was like you know what she's also probably just trying to kind of like monitor the paper trail like she doesn't want Mm -hmm. it known you know she doesn't want his ID in the system as he was here at this place at this day just in case I'm like you know she's literally thinking so methodically with what she's doing like not even just like in a trying to gain his trust way but like in a trying to cover her tracks way. So I was like scary like so terrifying
1: and even in that same scene when he's like that was hot and as a black person i was like is it though because like i feel like utilizing your privilege and that should be normal it shouldn't when y'all when you like reinforce that is hot it's like don't give them cool points like you should know your rights like that's right just, like it's just and that's what i'm saying like ew, she's just another joan to me <laughs> my whole sinister agenda of really nice white people they just have it
0: (laughs) she's so scary she's honestly i mean i don't know the mom is pretty scary to me because she like full like full force from the like beginning like she's like she's looks so evil from the beginning like she's not trying to like put on a persona she's just fucking like diabolical from the jump she just looks evil and her fucking like her stare is terrifying but I don't know, I think Rose really is the most annoying family member to me. Then probably followed by the mom. I mean, no, they're all garbage. I really hate Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're all yeah, just so annoying. I hate and
3: Jeremy just, he doesn't even try and have like any type of facade.
2: No, he just screams
1: serial killer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's very blatantly, yeah, he's very blatantly just fucking psycho.
1: <laughs> i feel like it's a liability like no joke on their operation because i feel like he's definitely just kidnapping people willy-nilly and they're like we have a system like i mean they have to like right. <laughs> he just yeah just completely gives off serial killer does not give a fuck it's
2: like, <laughs> so you know. crazy
3: the sad thing is is he reminds me of my little brother and i just felt red like up and down <laughs> no.
1: Caleb Landry Jones is just good at that though he's a very good at playing creepy white man
0: yes just everything about him is so scary even like from the beginning scene which I mean that beginning scene to me is so good so mm-hmm. scary
1: and it's like a, another hint to Jordan Peele's like hatred of rabbits the run rabbit. oh it creeps me out so much
0: I remember watching this movie in theaters back in uh, our little racist homophobic hometown and just like I mean I don't know just like from the jump like this movie just felt like it felt different in like a very like on the nose way like it just especially watching it in like in the theater that I was like with like just packed with a whole bunch of ridiculous people and I mean from the jump I was like you know what this feels different just the aspect of I mean I don't know just the fact that he was kidnapped in that neighborhood which is predominantly I guess how people would assume like a suburb like a suburb like that is going to be safe you know? And then in his mind, he's like, I'm not safe here. Like he tells Rose who, I mean, obviously it's Rose on the phone. He's like, you know, like, this is like, you brought me to this neighborhood and I'm uncomfortable because he's not safe there and he's not. And it's what people try to like pass off as being safe. And the fact that this car pulls over in the middle of the road, just walks out, literally chokes him out and takes him in. Like nobody sees nothing. Nobody like says anything. And like, that's more terrifying than anything. It's just like this middle of the road looking neighborhood and he gets Legitimately kidnapped like that.
1: And that's and that's another aspect. Like white people sometimes do not consider that you will not be safe in a scenario that they are. And it's just like Tamala Hasport. Like I just think about that so often. Like she just really went to a sleepover and was found dead. <laughs> like that's it. And just and you think you know these people, but that's also it that's the whole point of this he thought he knew this girl i mean after five months bro that's a red flag to me but i'm not gonna meet your parents
0: (laughs) i was gonna ask the question would you go see somebody's parents like five months after dating have we had these experiences (laughs) guys starby how about you starby
3: um yeah i move fairly quickly (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: See, for me, if I had the option, it would have been a no. Uh, I only have one boyfriend and I'm still with him. And when I met him, he was still living with his parents at the time. So, like, the first time I ever, like, went to go hang out with him, he was still living with his parents and saving money so he could move out. And, I mean, here we are in a home. Uh,
1: That's different than a, like, multi-hour drive out to the middle of nowhere. Like, (laughs) and then, but in my theory, too, I feel like, they're doing what is the games every year what is the game because I feel like one year it was like hey you want to come hunting with my dad <laughs> and like you were the game like how is it because that's what I imagine like every year is a bingo or how do they do this like
0: are they auctioning off these people <laughs> every year what are they doing
1: I mean who knows because they are hunters we know that like from the deer and it's just ew.
0: I want to see them, like, play, flag football. <laughs> how <laughs> would
2: that work? I have the same
0: question. I was like, I don't know how football works. I don't know if that's, like, a logistical way for them to do it, but...
3: Just Jim breaking his hip. <laughs>
0: it's probably just Jeremy murdering everybody else because he's so, like, hyper-aggressive.
3: Oh, absolutely. He's just choking everybody <laughs> out.
0: Like, nobody's safer on that guy.
3: No. He's like, touchdown! But he's the only one left on the field. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I thought it was way too fast. I in going back into the movie, I don't know why I thought like they had just been dating for like two months. I don't know why that was in my head. I was like, before I even rewatched, I was like, I'm gonna drag Chris on the podcast <laughs> for going and meeting somebody's family after two months. Who the fuck does that? But then in rewatching, she's like, Oh, we've been dating for like five, six months. I was like, I was like, I guess maybe that's okay, but it still moves so fast. And I'm glad Rod is like the voice of reason the entire film because
3: <laughs> we love Rod. Babe.
0: I mean saving grace. Saving grace for this movie.
3: Calling the movie, like calling the
0: plot. <laughs>
2: I'm like, girl. <laughs>
0: right. like, no. How long
1: was it before? I mean, between Andre going missing, because he had gone missing like six months. Right. So how many people and what time frame were they like?
0: They're knocking him out. <laughs> Rose is keeping busy because, and I'm assuming, I guess I guess maybe it'd be her evil mastermind time plan, or like just what they're trying to accomplish. I guess they're on a the rotation of every six months. I guess like every six months she grooms somebody else to bring out to the farm or whatever the fuck this is, and like Put to the farm take their body because that's because <laughs> there were so many. Like I I should have counted how many pictures were in that closet.
3: There was a good amount.
0: There was like at least like seven, eight, maybe.
3: Well, behind her, she has like four rows of four. Fuck. Are those all the people? Because also, yeah, the- when she's sitting on the bed, it's all the people that she's groomed. <gasps> yeah, I was oh. like, does she
1: just like look at Black people in her spare time? Like, is that just <laughs> like, like, at all times? Like, like,
0: the NBA. I was like, she's like, she's going for some big fish now.
3: I wonder if the grandpa like ever has to think about like the fact that the body he has it he's in like has slept with his granddaughter. Yes. <laughs> I thought the same thing.
0: Uh, when I saw the picture of her and Regina again, I was like, For isn't sure. it's like she's like, I was like, girl, you were like all up in your grand. Yeah, in this pussy. <laughs> and I'm like, and you're like okay with that. I mean, obviously they're all crazy, but I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, your grandparents are right there and you like slept with those bodies. Like it's weird.
1: I have a theory that sociopaths don't experience actual like sexual desire they just use sex to manipulate people so i don't think that they have like a connection there that would make them care enough
0: fair but she's because
1: yeah but you know rational people right
0: like uh, I, I see I see you know the theory to me it's still ridiculous I'm <laughs> oh my girl Rose is just so evil this attire. I just can't cannot stand I cannot stand
1: and I feel like they have to have those memories too to some degree like they have to know like literally have the memories
0: right or even like in the moment like when uh Regina's in the room with Chris and like Clearly, it's... I don't even know who, like, the original girl was. But, like, she's clearly, like, trying to come out. Like, she's trying to get out of this vessel in that moment. So, there has to be, like, these moments, like, where these people just... I mean, like, those memories are there. Like, they know, like... I mean, they're in somebody else's body. There has to be some type of weird fucking... There has to be some issues. And, I mean, I guess Chris kind of figured it out with the whole flash as a way to kind of have the actual person come forward. And just seeing them try to act like... They just stand and they just stare. And I'm like, can you guys like at least try to be like normal? Like you're just staring and standing.
3: <laughs> they and remind like, me of black-eyed children where they legitimately don't know how we work. Yeah. Like Regina is just. What did Chris say? He's like, I didn't mean to route you out, or I didn't mean to be a snitch. And she's like, Oh, tattletale. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm like,
2: oh my god.
3: I'm like the widest version of that.
1: No, she is. She has some of the creepiest scenes. The looking at herself in the um
3: the window,
1: it just trips me out even more because you can't even really see yourself in a window, like. So I feel like she's subconsciously still like purveying her property while looking at her new self and like the. Oof, just...
0: She was, I and I think her, whoever that person is that she's inside of, I think they have a lot of fight. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of, again, like that back and forth with her character, at least. I think that's why she's so creepy is because she becomes most like uh, distant at times. Like she completely checks out and like you can tell there's like a fight going on there. Like who's going to be in control of this body. So I think that's why she's like the most she has the most creepy scenes because she's just like is so lost. Clearly, like she is trying to kind of I mean, the grandpa is crazy and he's just full crazy from the jump running constantly running so he obviously at least it seems has more control than the grandma does because she is going back and forth and just being so creepy the entire time
1: i just can't last forever in my brain if there's already so many glitches and things that can like hinder it how does alcohol you know like shrooms how would psychedelics and like other things affect this i mean i'm sure they didn't
3: i don't think granny's out there like (laughs) fucking fistfuls of shrooms
1: no but like if you know there's like if you know there's a second i feel like if in the case especially of the grandma i mean it's probably because she's old honestly too to some degree like also that yeah her she's going pretty uh that's another thing if they die and your consciousness isn't that like dead you're just alive in your own body
0: it's not complacent scary the most terrifying thing to me like every time i remember the first time that i watched this movie and like when the first scene happens when of course uh when chris is put into the sunken place for the first time like my heart just dropping like that is just so scary and so beautifully shot i mean i don't know what the fuck jordan Peele is drinking to like just be this good like this fast but like the shots are just so gorgeous and stunning the directing is ridiculous the scores. the score the mm-hmm. color the tone the music all of it is just, like, fantastic. And to be able to get those performances out of each and every actor, they are all so good in this movie. And it's just, like, the fact that he just has, like, that talent to, like, do all of this and, like, just be able to, like, get all of that in, like, his first film is insane. Because that scene when Chris goes into the sunken place is generally scary. And it's just, like, a little TV, like, off in the distance. And, like, there's just, you know, Big Mama over there being so fucking big Mama. <laughs> Gosh, I cannot stand her. The spoon. I remember just being like, so... Girl, the ending when he just goes one by one and (laughs) just (laughs) comes out is so fucking satisfying.
3: It's cathartic. (laughs) Yes.
0: Because I was like, I just wanted no more than just the fucking...
3: Some
0: no. <laughs> like, just fucking take that spoon and just run into her eye and pop her eyeballs out, like <laughs> one by one, because she's just so annoying with that goddamn spoon, like from the jump when they're at like their first like brunching you know, or whatever the fuck. This...
1: Yeah, like, tabbing it on like, What do you even, you have iced tea, ma'am. <laughs> not even
0: know, like, like, testing the waters <laughs> from the jump. And I'm just like, I hate her. I can't stand.
1: That's what, um, were they hypnotizing him the whole time?
0: I think so.
3: Yeah. So, the first time that she does the three taps, is during that scene that you just mentioned where she's stirring the iced tea. And that's the first time that she brings up his um, his mom. And so that's like, I, I can't remember what they call it in psychology, but it's kind of like a marker. Like, oh, we're going to come back to that because that obviously makes you feel vulnerable. And would that
1: not affect like the grandma and Georgina too, though? Those sounds?
3: You would think,
0: right? Maybe that's why she freaked out oh true because she did like freeze up in that scene so maybe she heard it or it's like a wrap because she remember she like glitched out there for a second and like spilled the tea everywhere and um what is the mom's name marie what's her name? missy oh missy uh and like missy freaks out and yells at her to like leave so maybe like maybe that's still a sound that gets them all kind of like a little funky
3: the symbolism in this movie drives me absolutely insane like using the cup and the stirrer to control him, which are very obviously, like, symbols of civility. Like, drinking tea was seemed, like, used to be seen as refined. It's everything. The deer heads, the deer, and, like...
1: I love that he died by the deer. Like, yes, the irony die by what you hate, bitch, because it's on your mind all the time. It's going to kill you. That's like you literally give energy to everything that you think about. So, if you think about how much you hate black people, you're absolutely going to attract some negativity like that.
3: Well, that even the buck, like, young buck is what a lot of people call black men, and so yeah there's just there's nothing that jordan didn't think about
1: (laughs) i was gonna say he called out everybody (laughs) like without without care in the world
0: it was perfect
1: they even as themselves have a white like the armitages have a white savior complex you can tell by like the video that the we're all gonna make this perfect together like nobody asked y'all to do anything and I mean, this is real fucked up, but I feel like there is a level of consent that could be brought to this. Like, there's absolutely people who, I mean, it's going to be exploitive no matter what you're doing because it's literally human trafficking. And it's just like, but there are people who would be willing to give their body to science or something like this, like who probably need the money, who y'all are making millions. How many zeros are behind these, hand signals because i literally made a list i was <laughs> like i want to know how much this shit costs because you're asking for uh i think it's like human trafficking surgery murder <laughs> body removal post-op and checkups like for how long how how much is this costing <laughs> like, because this has to be invitation only type shit so like there are definitely and that's where it's kind of like the purgy aspect of it where that one guy did like give himself for money right like at the purge and it's still always going to be exploited but there is a level of consent that can be brought to this because people you know are desperate you know unfortunately
0: or if they were looking to kind of use this ridiculous hypnotic brain surgery neurological discovery that they've figured out as like this creepy uh I don't even know but just these methodically evil people like you said like if they were like to take this science or like I don't even know what you would call it but like
2: mm-hmm.
0: to like the mainstream and like if people were like willing like you said to maybe give up their bodies for other people who are still wanting to live their lives or whatever i mean it could be used for anything other than of course the evil racial nonsense that they're trying (laughs) to overthrow the fucking the black people in the country by just taking their bodies and merging them but again like if they were to use this as like a
2: it's still crazy
0: like, yeah, this fucking Twilight Zone shit. If it was supposed to, if it was to go like fucking, I mean, I don't know. It could be, I mean, you could use it as like a cure for cancer if there's like bodies that are or can you put somebody's consciousness in a dead body? Like, do they have to be live? I'm assuming because the brain transfer thing, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> I mean, I have no idea.
1: But I mean, don't they have to be dead temporarily to put your brain in?
0: Maybe. <laughs> do they kill them? Because I feel like Andre was murdered at the beginning. Cause like that was.
1: I mean that's what I'm saying like but no uh no I think I mean I think he has to be alive for
0: I mean we're getting into
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're being geological about this,
0: and I don't have the degree to figure out to even try to come up with a discussion there I mean does anybody else have anything else they want to bring up
1: I was just thinking about the sunken place and like what that means for all of us of course we know Jordan Peele means it as like just being marginalized and like never having your voice being heard because the majority doesn't care and they're just going to keep silencing you as long as they can get whatever they want from you but I feel like it's also to some degree like on on, uh, an individual level we all have these things and parts of us that we sink and repress to be more palpable for the masses Like, you know, especially because there are things like professionalism, which isn't even real. Like, why is my pink hair not professional? Why is my nose ring not professional? Why is my tattoo not professional? Why is my hair the way it is not professional? Like just these arbitrary cishet white rules that they're just applying to all of us that some of us do just suppress because it's easier not to like deal with it than be ourselves and have that negative reaction.
0: That is, that's how it is like even walking into like your workplace like you you just shut off like you shut off who you are when you walk into those companies because that's what's brought upon you like either you do that or you get fired and you don't have an income you know mm-hmm. it's just i hate it i hate this country <laughs> i hate it
2: all
3: i saw the second place kind of like pushing back forward progress and then, like closing his eyes, maybe I'm reading way too much in this into this, which is something that I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me with the brain surgery.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like closing his eyes kind of like symbolizes removing his consciousness, like, kind of similar to like withhold the way that we withheld education to disenfranchise black people
1: because, yeah, you, they do want people, as we know, from certain parties uneducated people are more susceptible to being led astray or wherever you want them to go so Mm -hmm. definitely a part of it and especially people who are uneducated and impoverished and pushed out of opportunities just because of how they look
0: it's true though i guess kind of coming back to uh favorites as we always like to do on them uh when we discuss any type of movie i mean so just overall there's so much good shit in this movie but does anybody have like a particularly favorite scene like what would be your favorite scene in this movie
1: um rod's description of jeffrey dahmer's crimes <laughs> is absolutely <laughs> my favorite scene Like,
3: <laughs> I can't. you said that's jeffrey dahmer's
2: business <laughs> <but.">
1: <laughs> just how you just described him like fucking like decapitated heads but that's Jeffrey Dahmer business like but we all (laughs) know because it's like and that's another thing we all know this ridiculous shit that white people do and there's laundry lists Mm -hmm. you know if Jeffrey Dahmer was doing all that how is this ridiculous you know right Right. he's just the best (laughs) like and that's exactly how I'll be like describing true crime to my friends too (laughs) (laughs) You don't use real words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he really is the best person in this movie. I think he is just so funny. And the fact that most of his stuff was ad-libbed and that was just Lil Rel going off the rails and just doing what he does best it's so funny and it's just so perfect and he hits everything on the nose again from the beginning and when he's talking to the uh, like the police officers or the detectives or whatever (laughs) (laughs) I love that scene with the fucking dog he's holding the little baby dog the entire time he just looks so funny just sitting there (laughs) like so crazy giving sex (laughs)
2: slaves but
1: sorry about the shit though like
3: not sex slaves (laughs) right they're
0: so funny he's the
3: best i feel like rod is really the heart of this whole movie because he is the only person that believes chris yeah also that and that that scene that you were just talking about on a serious note i just feel like that really touches the reality of the fact that black missing person cases are statistically more likely to go unsolved which is the sad fact behind it
0: and even like the uh like the black detectives that he's speaking to even the ones that are in power per se still laugh at the story and don't even take it serious right just, be, just because like oh well whatever he'll come back he's probably off with this crazy girl and just you know like they just blow it off completely like they don't even think about it they don't even take it serious i mean i understand like listening to it but like they're still just like it's just like nothing. Like they give nothing. They give no fucks at all. And it's just so infuriating. The entire situation is so infuriating.
1: I was just saying, if people know their friends. Like they really do for the most part. No one's going to come to you if they don't think that there's something wrong.
0: Also that Right. And
1: at least take it seriously. Like at the very least. That's, the, I mean, it's your job. What else are y'all doing? Clearly just sitting here for shits and giggles.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. It's true. And it's
0: been something, I mean, I think in film at least, and people and directors and uh, creators and stuff, Uh, but forever, like, and I've been noticing so much recently as well, just, like, in movies, cops are always painted as nonchalantly stupid, idiotic, like, useless, like, they do nothing right, they're barely, they come at the last, I mean, it's a trope in horror movies that the police come, like, super late, and, like, because that's just, it's been implemented in, like, film for so long at this point, they're, they're just useless, and this is another full example of how useless they could be in a situation that If taken seriously or if they, you know, put a little bit of effort there, who knows what could happen. They could have saved Chris before he had to fucking murder four people, but, you know, or five, six, six people. We're glad he did. (laughs) (laughs) But we're glad he did. Because I think that's my favorite, like, scene in the movie is. I mean, I, I don't know if it's cheating, but like just the whole end scene, just like the murdering of the family and just every single second of it is perfect to me. Pah, just so delicious.
1: And I'm pretty sure Rod like intentionally used the police, the TSR, at least to comfort the white people at first. So
0: <laughs> just in case.
3: Yeah. He said, I'm TS. motherfucking." No. <laughs> <A."> <laughs>
0: I I, I was, uh, I watched so much like fucking, uh, like so many interviews and stuff and read so many articles and uh, even like uh, Little rail saying like even people today, like TSA workers come up to him all the time and like he's just (laughs) a celebrity uh, amongst the TSA workers in the world. So it's just so funny. (laughs) It's so funny to me. Uh, What would be your favorite scene, Stormy?
3: Yeah, no. I think, I think it's just the killing. Like when Jeremy gets bashed in the back of the head by the Pokeball, Spongey. My favorite line though is the next 9 11 is going to be on some geriatric (laughs) shit. (laughs) Yes. I'm telling you. (laughs) I think about that line like on the daily.
0: i love him, even when he's talking to uh rose on the phone and (laughs) he's this crazy bitch and he's like i'm gonna record your ass you're gonna say something i know it (laughs) and she's so fucking scary just the way she stares into like nothingness that entire conversation she has so
3: much emotion in her voice but her face is just deadpan and i'm like that's fucking terrifying Uh, i mean me at work though
0: me daily (laughs) true that's what
1: i'm saying it's a mask and that's the difference like I actually read an article recently about how white people think they have to censor themselves by, like, you know, not being racist in public, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's quite a difference between the assimilation practices of like LGBT people, Black people, Indigenous people, people of color than you not having to be racist anymore. Like, and that's really what this whole thing is about. Like, he got mad because a Black person. And beat him in the 40s and couldn't get over it. So now you're gonna like steal people's bodies when you could just work harder. And that's the whole like when Jeremy's like with your genetic makeup and like if you trained, it's like if you trained, you could do exactly what you want to do with my body.
0: Uh-huh. Cause even with Jeremy, uh with um when Chris, like when they're having that discussion at uh dinner, which is the most awkward scene in this movie out of like many awkward scenes, that scene is like so awkward, but um, like when they're discussing like the difference between like jujitsu and judo and like Jeremy's like, oh, well, you know, it, it comes down like, I mean the conversation you're having, like just like if you train harder or do this or do that, like you have to think three steps ahead or whatever. And at the end when he's getting choked out by Jeremy, Chris, does like the same pattern three times to outsmart him. Like he tries to open the door, notices that Jeremy kicks it closed. He tries to open it again, notices that Jeremy does the exact same thing again. So on the third time around, when he tries to open the door and he does it again, he takes the opportunity then to stab him in the leg. Like he's just smarter and outsmarting him and taking the nonsense that he's spewing out of his mouth at him and uses it in an actually effective way. So love that.
1: And it's like black people literally know that we've been raised to be better by everyone else's standards to put like everyone we just know and it's always this lecture about how if you just did this you'd be better and it's like okay well maybe if you just hand me some of your money or your opportunities that you just get so easily i would be on the exact same level i probably better and that's the whole thing we you're just underestimating people based on what they look like and that's bullshit
0: And he got what he deserved, <laughs> yeah, you
3: did. which we love.
0: Um, and even with uh, I don't know, this movie's so clever. Like, because at the beginning, too, when he's kissing Rose and he mentions, you know, like he was, I don't want to get like chased off the lawn, like with a shotgun or something. And then, like, that's exactly what Rose does she to him. Does him. Yeah, she's chasing him <laughs> right. off the lawn with his fucking rifle. Um, I really, I mean, I'm happy that she died, but I just wanted it to be. I mean, I guess choking is like one of the worst ways to go, but. I mean, I wanted some pepper sauce shit. I want her strapped up to some, like, crazy, <laughs> like, crap, And I just, I needed it. I needed her to be tortured. And, like, she, like, was smiling at the up until the end. Oh,
3: my God. The audacity. Kissing me off.
0: Kissing <laughs> me off.
2: But.
1: <laughs> no, that's what we were saying, too. I was like, because after you got, like, I mean, after I would probably, Jeremy would probably be the one to be tortured because he was really like beating yeah. him the whole time. For me personally, like I would be like, "Hey, yo, Rod, I need a ride, but like, take your time. <laughs> like, I'm about to like have some fun with these people and their little science experiment instruments. <laughs> like, let's see what's going on down here.
0: You're already killing people, <laughs> so you might as well make it. <laughs> <Take> it <laughs> he fun. Might as well, yeah, you must well give them what they deserve at this point. Uh I think. Uh, I think I'm just really emotional as my Pisces self. Uh, she just makes, I think Bros is my least favorite of the family just because of like the emotional abuse that that does to somebody like the level of like trust and love that he has in her, with her up until the end, even after seeing her pictures. I mean, I think he already kind of knew at that point, like still like begging her for the keys and still like putting his last ditch effort in her. Like to me, that hurts so much. And like, again, maybe it's <laughs> just me being emotional. Uh, but that's what just really pisses me off is the emotional abuse with that. She does.
1: There's, like, a deep gaslighting, like,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. from everyone, like, even the police, like, everyone was gaslighting, Rod gaslighting, Chris, (laughs) like, within themselves.
3: I love that he uses Redbone in the beginning, Um, the don't close your eyes and stay woke lines.
1: And it's over, montage of Rose. Yep. Like it stops as soon as it gets to his
3: house. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> listen.
0: Uh, I never paid attention to that. Love. Ugh. Right from the jump we love it and i mean just to get superficial like i always do uh love chris's apartment it's stunning it's gorgeous like that's what i picture myself living in and he's just so delicious and hot and sexy and just like i mean that apartment's amazing and just like ugh, love where's this where do they live like what city is this Did, Did we ever find out
1: um where's the armitages thing because i also think that house nobody knows that where that house is
0: right i feel like it's like completely like off the grid,
1: just a burner house, like a yeah. Cause the police didn't even know when he called the police. And goes I'm at the Armitage's. She's like, "What? Like, am I supposed to know what that means? Like, I need you to repeat, like, their address." Like, so I think that's just maybe no one will find them until they don't get an invite next year.
0: <laughs> Did uh, y'all see no. the
3: Alpha and the Omega signs in front of their house? No, where at. Yeah, they're on the little, like, plant holders in front of the walkway. They have the alpha and the omega signs.
1: Of course they do.
2: It's the frat house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the
0: most twisted sorority fraternity mashup that you've ever seen. This rush week sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would.
0: It happened so
3: fast. It was all done in, like, what, two days? two days i feel like whoever did the the bingo scene has never played bingo in their lives
1: like, i would have been <laughs> like i don't hear anyone calling like, numbers but I'm, like,
3: I'm like b2 what was it <laughs> Like
1: what is this? i don't know how to play
0: i don't know what was happening i love though that this movie was shot in the south in alabama uh I think it's just perfect because it's supposed to be shot completely in L.A. And I think Jordan Peele said like it was literally like two weeks before production was like going to start with like, oh, we have some cuts we're going to have to make. Can't shoot in L.A. So they'd like completely like refocus where they're going to do their shoot. And I think I think it just works so perfectly that it ended up in Alabama, of all places.
1: It really does look like a southern like old money house.
3: It definitely does. Like a plantation type
2: shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think the modern farmhouses are just code for, like, (laughs) fiction inspired I think that's what that means. The
0: modern ranch-style home.
2: Right.
1: (laughs) Every
0: time we go out for, like, anything, uh, like, to redecorate our house or, like, try to figure out what to do, I'm like, listen, (laughs) no ranch-style, nothing. I don't need that. I don't care how modern it is. It's not coming into my living space. I hate it. It's disgusting.
3: As soon as I see a wraparound porch, we're done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust that shit
3: um did everybody notice that everybody interested in or involved with the selling or purchasing is wearing black or red like even rose's car is red
1: i didn't notice that her car was red but i didn't
2: notice that
3: yeah and like the so like everybody that was interested in buying is like wearing something red and then when the japanese man asks about uh he sees whether christie's being black as a disadvantage or an advantage. He's wearing all black because he's not sure.
0: Hmm. I didn't notice that. I did notice that they all showed up in black cars, obviously, I'm pretty sure, for just the symbolic nature of the beast that's uh, taking place out of this ridiculous home.
3: Black is in fashion, they
2: say.
0: <laughs> like, I never made attention that the grandpa was, like, greeting everybody when they came to the party because it's obviously his party. His party. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I never caught that. And I didn't ever... I'm <laughs> This podcast really does help me analyze things that i think i was missing constantly because even like when they're having the little brunch in, it's like you know it's our grandpa's party and -hmm. then he's greeting everybody like he's the first person that they greet when he comes i don't know why i never picked up on that but
3: or like when the dad says he couldn't bear to let his let them go we think that it's like the staff but it's actually it's parents Mm
1: -hmm. but that's another thing like i just it made me think of john kramer though i'm like you don't get to just do this shit. <laughs> <You> have, <laughs> things happen to you. <laughs>
0: the people who kill, this is how they operate. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, right. Not, like, whatever reason. <laughs>
2: cool. <laughs>
0: it's ridiculous. Oh, Jordan Peele said that everybody arrived in black cars because obviously that's them Like, like early planning for riding out in somebody's black body for the rest of their lives. Right.
1: Scary.
0: But yeah, so terrifying. Like, just... What kind of like nonsense cult shit? Like what is like the, like how, like, how do you, like you said, like invite only, how do you get into this? Like,
1: no, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do we qualify this as a cult? Because I think they're a cult.
0: Yes, I think so. I was thinking, especially with the video, like that was like the most brainwashing nonsense. They could play it for even like their members. Like this is what our goal is. And like, it's just like so brainwashy. Like, so I definitely, I, yeah, I, I give cult vibes. I think it's a, a underrated cult movie, this film.
3: i'm also worried about chris like long term like with the clanking of the glass like does that always put him out because like if he goes to a restaurant and somebody's just stirring some shit and he's just gonna go catatonic or i think so i don't know like how long that goes
2: are there
1: therapies for that like can you be unhypnotized
0: i think so i know there's like a strategic um I mean like if you go under in some type of hypnosis like there is a way like you have to have like the uh or well, I guess like a better word but like the trigger to come back out of it like that's supposed to be taught to you as well so I'm sure there's some type of therapeutic route that he can take to hopefully break that ridiculous um trigger now that he has of hearing like the glass three times because I didn't go to any type of restaurant without <laughs> like literally passing out. <laughs>
1: But I mean, is and even the trauma of that, like you're not gonna want to date, you're not gonna want to go anywhere, you're not gonna
3: trust anybody. Like you, it's you, Rod, and the dog, and, <laughs> and
1: your and your fucking dog
3: <laughs> for the rest of your life.
1: <laughs> but that's also the world. That's literally right. the reality of Black people. Like everything that we see is traumatizing. Everything is just. Oh, they don't like me. They're not gonna like me. I just have to sit here, and it, I mean, it's just why can't we just be nice to each other?
0: Right. Why can't we just not be racist here? Because I'm tired of it.
1: And like when he asks why black people, they don't, they don't know, and
0: mm-hmm. they will never
1: know because there's no rhyme or reason to racism. There's no rhyme or reason to homophobia. There's no rhyme or reason to any of these things. It's just taught.
3: Yep. It's a generational. Right this whole movie is just this facade of us being in a post-racism world. Ugh, very that.
1: We're definitely not in a post-racial world.
3: No, not a, not at all, but you always hear those people that I don't see color. I this this and this when you very clearly don't care about the well-being of black people.
0: Or even the dad when he's um giving Chris a tour and like there's all these like cultural pieces like from tribes and whatnot and he's like oh i have the privilege of experiencing other cultures my like, girl
3: isn't it great to experience other cultures and i'm like steal them
0: you can and
1: that's what i'm saying you can give people those opportunities instead but they just don't they want attention for the things that they do they will literally want attention for interacting with like people like okay
3: okay Oh, yeah, okay literally like <laughs> it makes me think about like um like mission trips where like these white people go to predominantly black areas and like save them and like take pictures with them but if you saw those same kids in your own neighborhood you would call the cops because they're obviously up to something
1: yeah, exactly like you don't even want to change your own communities you just want to get credit for doing
0: something
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then i mean i think i mean where they lack where a lot of people lack is obviously like the respect of culture and being able to respectfully like operate in the same facilities as another culture and not appropriate it and i think that's a lot of people, a lot of these racist people unfortunately a good part of this country like it's just like they don't they're just so fucking confused and just stupid and like they don't know that fine line and they think oh well again using uh racial slurs or just like uh you know trying to wear afros and just even some of the clothing that they wear we see it all the time the black fishing the darker makeup like there's a fine line between appropriation and respect and they're just so fucking i have watched this this amazing video i might have to send it to you guys but it's just um oh my gosh I wish I could remember her name but she has a whole discussion obviously of just uh a lot of people's claim to fame by just being using a black scent and just you know taking on the persona of somebody that they're not at all and it's just like that's exactly what this movie is portraying I mean it's literally like you said throwing it in everybody's face nobody like no like nobody's safe like Jordan Peele came out here and he was gonna let you know and it's great. I'm glad this movie got the recognition that it deserved. I'm glad it made it to mainstream success, whatever that means, in with film. I'm glad it was uh, nominated for an Oscar because it was brought to more people's attention. More people were aware of it. Um, I love it. And again, whatever that means, I mean, I think the Oscars are also stupid, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still glad that this film got the recognition it deserved. I'm glad it brought the discussion that needs to be had. And I love the direction that horror has gone since this film came out. It completely changed the game. It really did
1: yeah and, and even going back to like black fishing cultural appropriation and even like misrepresentation of like religions from around the world it's just they just take without appreciating and it's like the taking is not the appreciating it's interacting with it respectfully and not faking it like you don't have to put on a black scent just because you live in a black neighborhood that should have so weird. And like it's it's just fake. And like mm-hmm. again, that's just you putting on something that is not authentic, that is not real to who you are. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to get that experience by faking. It's just never necessary.
0: We're really in that uh the era of just fucking just fighting. Like it is a fight right now and like literally just fighting against the history of gentrification colonization uh appropriation and it's just it's tiring but i think it's something that continues or needs obviously to be a continued fight and things like this things that we can consume in a a palatable way i suppose a film like it's just art and it's beautiful that we can bring these things to, to the horror genre of all things like we didn't have to have like a um another 12 years a slave or something like that. Like the fact that we could do it in a way that isn't like white people being like, oh look, we're making this for you people. Like it's a way to bring an actual articulate and thoughtful way of like continuing the fight and bringing it to the forefront in a brilliant way. I love Jordan Pill.
2: Same.
1: He will go down in the same way as Argento and Romero and like in hooper i'm claiming it you're up there already (laughs) he's already already there there. you're already there i
0: can't wait to talk about us now because delicious
1: (laughs) Um, i love that i feel like that the song at the beginning was like foreshadowing for us too though
0: yes oh i love us i absolutely love us um i watched get out three or four times in theaters i think Obsessed. Like I I went back so much to watch this movie. It was insane. I because I went, um, I forgot. I think I went by myself, maybe the first time to watch it. Um, I was like, let me just go watch this movie. Uh, because I mean the, the trailer, I remember the trailer like so vividly for this movie, and like it doesn't give you like a lot of like what's really going on. And then you just saw Jordan Peele, and I was like, Jordan Peele from and Peele. and this is supposed to be a horror movie so I wait with the intrigue of like what is this like what's happening Um, and I was also like fresh out of college and like looking into moving so my mind I wasn't watching movies as much back then Um, so to go watch this movie and just be completely gobsmacked by it and like going and grabbing my friends and be like we're gonna watch Get Out just so you know and I took them back to the movie theater and then I went and I got my mom and my sister (laughs) and I was like let's go watch Get Out and like I brought everybody that could to the theater I was like this is just like a brilliant film and I need everybody (laughs) at least in my bubble to like know what the fuck we're dealing with here. Uh, I forced them all forced them all.
1: My mom (laughs) was actually saw it before me and she like called me and she's like i just really want you to go see this in a theater like full of black people it's really like best (laughs) so i just went with my like friend group so yeah it it was everything
0: one of the best movies to watch in the theater like the last scene, like, the, just the climax and him just knocking people out one by one. Like, the eruption. Every single time I went, like, the eruption mm-hmm. at the end of that movie is always so crazy. Like, it's just so ugh. Like, everything else can eat their heart out.
1: And even the iconic of a final boy in the 2010s is really because we don't see that too much.
3: Oh, yes. Delicious. Oof, I love that. Speaking of final boys, um, I want to bring up the alternate ending how would how would we feel if it happened
0: i don't know anything about this
3: <laughs> so really uh-uh yeah so the the alternate ending is that it's actually the cops when instead of rod pulling up and we we switch to rod talking to chris in prison and it's pretty much just him accepting that he's going to have a life sentence for something that he didn't do
1: but he's glad because it's all over.
3: Mhm.
0: Mm, I didn't know about that. And there, is there like footage? Is this an actual like scene? Mhm. It's like in the DVD.
3: Yeah, that's how it was supposed to end and then he uh Jordan Peele said um like with everything going on in the world whenever um this movie came out, he felt that that needed it was important that black people had to win. And that uh, it wasn't just another one of those movies that was pointing out uh, something that happens all too often.
0: Especially because the movie does that already. I'm kind of happy that we got a right. happy ending. Um, Because I would have been so pissed.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: I would have been so pissed. At
1: it all because, I mean, we just, there's just already too many people in jail taking one for the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need it. And... And they need to be let out. <laughs> There's just... That's a whole other thing, the prison industrial complex and how people... You're literally using people just for their labor when y'all could be using this to rehabilitate people who actually need help.
0: Right. I'm happy with anything we got. Yeah, I would have been... Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember watching the movie for the first time and when the lights came up. Like, I was... My heart sank. Obviously, like, everybody mm-hmm. else, I'm sure, my heart sank, and I was like, fuck. And then, again, we do kind of get those you know like those not so happy endings frequently in film so i thought that's what we're gonna get i was like fuck we're gonna get another sad ending
1: didn't he even reference uh night of living
3: dead like it was like he
0: didn't yeah wanna... yes love jordan Pale. the shining references throughout obviously in this movie also.
3: 237 like
0: 237 even the title card just like the like the teal blue like title card on uh, on top of like the foresty green background that's exactly the shining side of car um, it's like peel's favorite movie I'm pretty sure one of his favorite horror films so he surely came in guns blazing with those references here I love
1: even the score like that started just are completely because it's an African inspired thing that's something that we don't really see outside of black exploitation. like
3: I'm pretty sure the score is in Swahili I believe is what it said and it's supposed to it essentially says like get out like
1: yeah run brother run <laughs> like, mm-hmm. was, like, and even the score that like that's playing when rod is like doing his googling i like i want that <laughs> to play every time i'm like you know like hall of true crime
3: <laughs> right <laughs> you watching those tiktoks the other night <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: bro oh, i watched a couple a- and i'm so upset with you Ree. i'm so upset with you for <laughs> making me watch those i was like what the fuck i logged out
1: <laughs> i was like update they have all now started like i'm telling you i've like followed all of the members and now all of them are like okay one of them put their account on private and then like three more were like you know we have so much stuff to do at the farm if we don't post in a while that's why and i'm like But y'all just started. This all sounds super weird.
3: Anyway, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, let it be known, I'm so upset with you.
3: <laughs> Same, <laughs> like, I stayed up so fucking long after that. I went
0: further than I wanted to, and <laughs> on that hole. And I was like, uh <laughs> I was like, should I should I tell Reed that I'm upset, or should I just wait till <laughs> I talk to Reed again on the podcast? I was like, no, because I was like, I was so scared. <laughs> I was so
1: scared. i scared. There are kids
2: there. Like, they yes. Like-
0: what the fuck? And every it just looked like every like fucking barn I've ever been to in my life in my fucking small little hometown. I was like this is uncomfortable. And I got right, go. I feel
1: like this is a bonfire in the middle of a pandemic, like
3: <laughs> Everybody at home is so confused. So if you're confused, <laughs> follow, follow me
0: goddamn it. On
2: Twitter.
3: <laughs> Check out TikTok. We're all going to go down this horse together. <laughs>
0: just follow Shit. me. You will not be disappointed cuz I get all <laughs> cult updates (laughs) a cult chaser omg (laughs) i wanted to be a storm chaser when i grew up thanks to the fucking to the the movie twister yeah like legitimately i wanted to chase tornadoes isn't that crazy my little gay self running around chasing tornadoes (laughs) i don't think so i surely don't think so but i thought i thought for a hot minute back when i was eight years old that that was my life cool that was gonna be what i wanted to do and here i am now
3: anything else about Get out (laughs)
1: <laughs> um
3: just the best movie of the last decade 100%
1: uh-huh
0: it's definitely my favorite movie of the last decade for sure one of the top
1: I just we just got a double me. like I think I saw that and then like hereditary in theaters like I think I just didn't go so, I also see straight at the drive-in so that when I go to the theater theater it's always a fun time but Great stuff in the last several years we've had some really good horror
0: so much good horror, really so much good horror and i mean again i mean i don't really i mean i don't i don't know for certain because uh, I can't think of again in terms of like this movie changing the genre, I think it really did because like <sighs> not that horror was ever I mean I always enjoy it I don't ever think there's a bad year in horror um even because I mean I'm super nice Sydney <laughs> told me last week that I'm sometimes a little too nice with my thought process but I just I don't like I even mean, if it's bad it's good to me like I don't like hate anything even if I rate it like a star which I've never done before <laughs> I can't do I can't bring myself to rate anything one star I feel so bad uh but even if it's two stars I'm like you know it wasn't my favorite but it's great and you know everything because i can't think of anything bad really but i mean just looking at everything that's come out since this movie like we're just in a different ballgame at this point in horror like we really are Which is why there's an oversaturation of horror podcasts. but here we are <laughs> 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 but yeah it's just so good
2: y'all are the best
0: oh much <laughs>
2: love <laughs>
0: appreciate it thanks for telling me now i'm <laughs> my demons won't keep me up tonight so <laughs>
3: the
1: demons
0: the demons uh, stormy's fucking twitter header is so funny
3: oh down with my demons
0: i was like mm, that's i'm practicing every day girl i'm trying me
3: <laughs> which
0: is why i buy edibles new edibles every week something different oh my God. <laughs>
3: i'm trying to make it through my day re where can the people find you, you
1: Can find me on twitter at spo. O K I R I H, spooky re.
3: <laughs> and thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. We're always so happy to have you on. Always happy to be here. <laughs> happy birthday, beach. I
0: know. I'm 26. By the time you hear this, I'll be 26. That's crazy <laughs> to me. I can't believe that. I still feel young, gorgeous, beautiful. Uh, oh. Like I told Stormy, I'm going to be a slut in my 30s. So this is just <laughs> this is like four more years to
2: Adrian's hoe <laughs> ho phase. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, buried that my second my second rant my second run <laughs> at the beginning of the 20 every year you know what at the beginning of every decade we're going on a slut run
2: <laughs> <laughs> slut run we'll oh, tell man.
3: all of our partners just so you know we decided
0: <laughs> just so you know but getting 50s my 50s are gonna be wild 60s are gonna be wild <laughs> you know i'm just gonna gotta start every decade with the bang
1: <laughs> have y'all seen uh what should we call it sharp uh, sharp objects
0: no yeah. is it good i've heard of it
1: Yes, love so much, Jackie. That's that's gonna be me. <laughs> I'm gonna be her in my fifties and sixties, and I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and then her little, but <laughs> she has this little box of pills, and she's like, "I got fibromyalgia." <laughs> I got- <laughs> yes, I was like, "Yes," with her Bloody Mary. <laughs> it's <It'll> gonna be me. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't want to think about it. I'm afraid of it.
2: My- <laughs> I don't want to think about being
0: 50. Not yet. I'm going to be a whore still. Uh, <laughs> uh, but IBS is one thing that I'm really nervous about.
3: <laughs> I'm already there. You'll be fine. I'm- and have my- <laughs> IBS hottie over here. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
0: a different hot girl summer. A
3: different type of hot girl summer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're busy doing hot girl shit.
1: <laughs> when I say hot girl shit, that's what I mean. IBS. IBS.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I have flashbacks to porta-potties. And, uh, okay, oh well, let's move on. Uh, Stormy, where can the people find us?
3: You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Pretty much everywhere you want to stream, Please like subscribe give us a review check us out hate us love us join us for the rest of adrian's birthday bash and we love you so much hopefully adrian can swallow soon okay i'm ready and stay spooky guys
2: (laughs) Bye. bye